You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 10, episode 45. I'm John, I'm your host, and tonight joined by Donald, you alright? Fine, John. Pleased to meet you again. Good to be back on. Aye, definitely. You have a good Christmas? Yes, I did, pal. Yourself? Aye, it seems like a while ago, even though it was, what, what we are now? 28? Well, three days ago. We're in the witching period now, aren't we? Where aye, it's, aye. Um, you need to start cooking dinner. Aye, exactly. Uh, we're in the period where we don't know what day it is or uh, what, we're coming up to New Year. Ah, it's a bit like I was talking to my mate earlier. We've got a wee mate's catch up tomorrow, and he thought it was today, and he was getting confused with days. He was like, "I've got another virtual catch up at eight o'clock tonight." I said, "Ah, oh, you're all right. It's tomorrow." So, ah, it's easily done. Forgetting. I, I know the days have all been in. You're thinking, "What day is this? It's Friday." Oh no, wait a minute. It's only Thursday. Oh no, right. This is Sunday. What is it? I thought it was a Saturday. <laughs> aye, and then to throw things up in there as well. The bins went out on a Sunday for me last week. No, aye. I know. Well, just going back to work tomorrow, and I'll, I'll get up tomorrow morning thinking tomorrow's a Monday because I'm back to work. Aye. Um, and it's no, it's a Tuesday, and then before you realise it, it's you're halfway through the week again. <laughs> aye, I know. I know. I am quite lucky. I've got thankfully I'm off till next Tuesday. So, oh, no bad. Um, though I think the way it's going just now, I'm hoping that at least if there's nothing else opened up after lockdown, at least maybe the Friday might be open. Uh, but oh. I think the booze have been putting away. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> do you get any good uh, Christmas-related football presents? Um, what did I get? Yeah, I've got a I've got a nice wee journal. Uh, what's called a non-league journal. In fact, it's just sitting over there. Um, where next year I'm going to take it with me to my games. Outside of my reporting, like, well, uh, if I'm away ground hopping, I'm going to start taking wee notes and that and on my journey where I'm going. And I got a book, and I'm going to try and re- retrace it for a, a Scottish point of view. Um, there's what's called the FA Vaz uh, down in England, which is like... Hi. There's FA Vaz and FA Trophy. Uh, the FA Trophy's for... Um, the, the, the bigger clubs in non-league football. Uh, but the FA Vaz is for everybody else for step three down. Um, they, they try and get their way to Wembley, obviously, to try and win a trophy. And for some reason, um, it's been northeast clubs that's winning it all the time. So there's, um, South Shields, North Shields, Whitley Bay, Whitby, um, Newcastle Blue Star, uh, Red Car, Spennymore, all these teams have all won the FA Vaz. I don't know why it's been Northeast teams that's won it. So a, a guy wrote a book actually about it. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and do it anyway. If we're allowed back into games, is um, sort of retrace it and go to every team that's won it. Right. Okay. And have a wee day out down there and take in a game and see. Uh, ask just what happened on that day that they won the trophy. Take some notes. Get some some interviews, etc., and maybe write something at the end of the year or a year and a half's time or whatever. Just take my time. And it, it, it looks a really good book, so it does. I know that would be good. I think just even looking tonight, we're watching the Dundoro Queen's Park game just before, Aye. and you're thinking that's your first time in the, the first round proper. You think how gotten for them that they've played in a situation whereby there's no fans. I know, I know that's the thing. They're lucky, obviously, that they're getting a bit of... Um, TV money. obviously money through it, but it was the same in the next round. I saw the draw there. Camelin or Brora. Also for Camelin if they get through, because I mean that's near enough a local derby. Uh, 
Hearts just 10 miles up the road. Um, but again, obviously, no crowd to get into that. It's quite sad. I know, and even with Brother Rangers as well, much as they're in the Highlands, it's not just... Aye, it's, it's, oh, aye, it's a massive game. Otherwise, yeah, whoever gets through that. But with yourself, anything Christmas-wise, did you get... Uh, I got the Retro Scotland 86 World Cup top, which was my first Scotland World Cup World Cup top I had. Or the home? Home one? Buy the home one. Uh, the boy, he got the away one, so get that. I got... Well, that's the yellow one, isn't it? The yellow with the... Aye, aye. aye. I uh, like that. Both a couple of belters. And then I got uh, Glorian Gothenburg. Uh, oh, aye, aye. So I'll read that. And... I obviously you put in contact with that boy Daniel Gray, so I'd, he'd sent the book. Aye, aye. book that he brought out, but I ended up going on his website and ordering the, the first one. Did you? Good. Aye. Well, that's, so, I've got the two. Uh, I haven't got that one yet. I'll need to get extra time. I didn't get it. I thought I put a wee, um, put a wee sort of hint out there for, to get it, but I'll need to obviously spend my own money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm hoping he's going to come on the, the podcast early next year. I'm waiting for him to get back to me. So he's keen, for, he's keen anyway. So I'll be, uh-huh. be a bit of nostalgia, but straight away when I'm reading the books, I'm thinking, oh, already have things to talk about to him. Exactly, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you can you just you can do a rabbit hole <laughs> and I just wallow, wallow in nostalgia for a couple of hours without talking about anything up well, up to date. Aye, the one in particular early on was uh, lotto tickets at the football raffle tickets. Aye, right. remember, Let's face it, like does an away fan ever win? No, <laughs> I've never seen one anyway. I oh. mind you, I'm saying that I very, very rarely seen anybody win them. <laughs> I, I, I think I got second or third prize once, but I mind going to. Was that a Talbot game? Aye, went to kill one Talbot once, and the, the boy, even before they pulled the number out the the tombola, he'd said who the winner was. <laughs> you think, uh, wait a minute here. So I uh, must have different tickets for the away fans or something. No like love, that. I. <laughs> so I uh, that was one straight away. I thought so I. Uh, Plenty of others um, from his books I can think of to talk about as well. But I don't, the way it stands just now, Dan Donald, uh, typically I've been watching it. Uh, Queen's Park were by far the best team. But you yeah, I've been, I was reading on Twitter, they were saying that um, they have been, I think they've just not three one now. So. Aye. Uh, but Blue Bell, Bell were obviously always in the tie at 1 0, and then I think I'd just get ready to come and do the podcast thinking I the, the game looks by. Um, Dundalk scored and then took it to extra time but aye Queen's Park has got a couple of goals so aye so it's finished now it's left 10 minutes still but I can't see them coming back the snow's on now so it's aye so they'll have a Queen's Derby in the next round against Queen of the South aye <laughs> so if uh, George Galloway will be there aye it's crazy isn't it <laughs> aye that kind of blew up uh, it was it was great all of a sudden it just the power of social media isn't it Um it's one I, I, I honestly don't is just pure I don't know whether it's stupidity or whether it's just oh look at me I can do this anyway and I'll just take the he's, maybe because of who he is um, I'll just blazingly do it anyway um, but I mean why would you put something like that on social media knowing fine well that even see even if fan if because Queen of the South were up until before Saturday, they were in tier one. Yeah. And and fans were allowed um into the game. Queen of the South put that into their second apology statement. Um that at the time that he was he, he said that he was going, fans were allowed. But even at that, would 
would you, if if you're in a Tony Bell, you've done it for Everton, and he get quite a bit of abuse. Um, would would you openly put on social media? Oh, look at me, I'm at the game, but you're no. Um, oh, I would stuff. keep it. I would keep it quiet. Um, so would if, if that was me, even if um, because there's only a select amount of few would be allowed into the game anyway. Yeah. And he, um, I don't know how they would work it. But he says he's got five season tickets uh, for his family. Um, that was why he was there. But I he's going to sponsor or something like that. Yeah, so he says. But the, the actual sponsor of Queen of the South even come onto the tweet and said that he wasn't even invited. Aye. Um, he he actually replied to George Galloway's tweet and said that um, how come you get in and I'm the actual shirt sponsor, and and he wasn't allowed. But Queen of the South will get into a hell of a bit of. The, the police have turned around now and said that they're not they're not taking any action. They've they've obviously um, warned them and and about any future conduct etc. But you surely expect the SFA to turn around and give Queen of the South. I don't know what they'll do. I don't expect them to get deducted any points, but they'll, they'll probably get hit with a big fine. Yeah, you would think so. And I don't know if there's any truth in the rumour that Queen of the South are now going to be known as the Pussycats. But <laughs> 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 not as well. But uh, I'm going to be busy as well. The SFA, because obviously the whole situation with Motherwell and Hamilton are back down the league because Warwickshire and Middlesbrough. Yeah, like that... maybe the appeals might be might work. Um, so. They could be reinstated. You don't know. That it's a silly rule that the three 0 down south there, Manchester City and Everton tonight. The game is called off, but that's just going to be rescheduled, um, and they'll fit it in at some point. It might end up being that Manchester City will end up maybe having to play three games in the course of a week, but yeah. um, they'll rather. I would if I was. That's the sort of still the sensible, logical thing to do is try and reschedule the game and get the game played rather than just automatically. Saying no, no, three 0 victory, because um, it's quite, it's quite, quite harsh. Even more so actually in the rugby. I don't know if you've actually seen the, what they happened in the champ in the the European Cup rugby, Glasgow. Um, the rules, they, they, but all the clubs actually decided the rule at the start. But Glasgow's game against Exeter that they played, they lost. Then Exeter players contracted COVID. So obviously Glasgow then had to go into self isolation, which oh, caused yeah. which caused their game against Leon to be postponed through no fault of their own. Then Glasgow lose the game twenty eight nil. But then and then their own game against Edinburgh is called off because obviously of COVID as well because of that same situation, but different rules because it's a different competition that that game will just get rescheduled. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> It's just a, still crazy, crazy times. And mm-hmm. it's looking as well as it today. They've announced that there's been more COVID cases since the start of the pandemic in the UK. It's, so it's Yeah, it's beginning to I think the I think the season might come to a short, abrupt finish. Um or not a finish as such, but a, a halt. Maybe for a short period of time I can see it. Certainly at lower league level in Scotland, um and non league level, the the SPA um, top league will probably still play because um, they're obviously tested every day um, when they're getting out of training but I can see the lower league games and the cup games I mean as it stands just now obviously the, we're talking there about Queen's Park now playing Queen of the South but 
what happens, you might get through the next round and then all of a sudden if cases just keep continuing, games get called off, games they might the Scottish Cup might have to stop. Aye, potentially. Aye, good potentially. Yeah, you like depending on where do you fit it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's happened with the non-league non league situation down south, especially in the kind of lower levels of non league. The leagues have just been they've been halted now since almost the beginning of December. Um, teams were hoping to get back in the, the, before Christmas. It's now been put off till uh, the fourth of January. Some leagues are not starting until the eleventh of January, and some of the leagues are not even starting until the eighteenth of January um, because of the situation. Obviously, what tiers they're in, the canny travel and COVID rising in the area that that the games are off. So I can see the same thing happening here. Yeah, and then we've also as well got the situation in the non well, the non league zinc is it the soccer shop cup from last season final still to be played. I seen BSC Glasgow through the, the semi finals. The semi finals, well, well, one of the semi finals was yesterday. Uh, uh, BSC Glasgow, oh, pardon me, sorry, BSC Glasgow beat East Kilbride. Um, so I have still these situations with that as well. But yeah, the well, the other semi final and the final still to be played. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the week going by, you can have sad news about Jim McLean uh, passing away. Growing up, we were young, too young to remember him and Fergie, Aberdeen and Dundee United. I remember bits and pieces and elements of him. Um, unfortunately, he was born maybe a wee bit too late or deciding not to be an Aberdeen fan until too late. But the two of them, the new firm dominating and Jim McLean, what I do remember is the European ties. Um, yeah, they stick out, don't they? And there's no way that could happen these days. No, no. It, it's quite... Um, and it, it united the whole country back then. I, I, there's no person that I speak to since his death. It's the first thing that everybody talks about is that European run. Well, especially people at a certain age. I'm looking at my age and maybe your age and slightly older. Um, and they ought because we we were born and grew up in that era, and, and they yeah. automatically turn around and think of 1987 and that run. And even I'm even if you're not a Dundee United fan, you're a football fan, you can remember, oh yeah, Barcelona semi-final, um, home and away, beat them. Bruce Simmons and Gladbach, it was a quarter-final, beat them home and away. You remember who they played in the final, Gothenburg. Yeah. Um, and I can remember watching the final and then it was just sweltering hot um, summer's night up there in the, the Olevy Stadium in Gothenburg. And I would be, what age would I be? I'd be... I think I was eight. I was maybe. eleven. Yeah, I was eleven. Um, and sitting watching it and shouting on yeah. the United and wanting them to win. Um, and even though I wasn't a fan, um, the same with Aberdeen, obviously in '83, way back then. I mean, Fergie's team. I was wanting them to win in Europe as well. And, um, but then you could rattle off the team as well. You can remember Paul Sturrer came in banning uh, John Clark, Paul Hegarty. Aye. Um, Morris Malpass, you can name the players that was in that team. Full Scottish team. I know. Was before, and, and uh, Ian Ferguson. And all yeah. good players. Um they all they all worked for Jim McLean. They they they, they obviously looked up to him. Um but it's a very sad occasion. Jim obviously me and you were talking off air and before we come on obviously about the sad um illness that is Alzheimer's and yeah. Jim that's what he sadly passed away with. Which is a common Alzheimer's dementia, very much um, in the, the sort of forefront at the moment in football. Um, Nobby Styles was another that passed away recently through dementia. Um, obviously, 
through playing the game uh, that, it, that it's caused actually that uh, there's a big sort of highlight now in the, in the game and trying to obviously even people nowadays that's been playing football it's, it's quite worrying um, the trend of footballers that, that's passing away sadly or um, through this terrible illness yeah, I like like Alzheimer's and dementia. The concerns about the head and the ball, and yeah, yeah. I think I, th- I mean I think you've seen a lot of studies recently about it, and talk from scientists that maybe 10, 15 years, head will be banned from football. Yeah, and even as well, you look at rugby. I was watching something in rugby as well. Uh, I've watched a few documentaries. I watched the uh, know if you've seen the New Zealand one on Amazon Prime, all or nothing. All oh, right, I've not saw that. And there's one of the guys I can't remember what player it was, but he just kept on getting concussions. Like, I think he had about three in a season. And obviously, it's such a physical, physical, physical game. Like uh-huh. rugby, like rugby union in terms of the impact and the tackles and different things like that. Um, again, what they'll do in that sport, you'd think they'll try and limit the tackling. They've already tried to try and do it, but it's very yeah, difficult tried. to that sport. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. How, how, <laughs> how do you stop head collisions? No, I know. No. Um, so, aye. But, yeah, very, very sad news this week. Definitely. And obviously we spoke as well um, off air. Um, Jim McLean, Davis Ned was yeah. another person who sadly passed away. Um, again, slightly a bit before our time, um, but uh, well, very well known in, in, in our area here in Ayrshire um, for his exploits and winning command at the league uh, back in was it nineteen sixty five? Yeah, again another thing you just can't comprehend. Yeah. Uh, Commander winning the league with, with Willie Waddle, obviously, as the manager. Um, and they say, well, I'm only going by the little snippets um, that I've saw on TV and obviously through, I, I was lucky, um, through my work. I met Davey a couple of times and he's just very briefly, the last couple of years of there, his life, um, that, um, he, he was the man. He was the main man for Commander in that team. Um, everything sort of circled around Davey. Um, very, very, very good player going by the and very, very highly thought of at Kilmarnock. I know through looking at um, social media and Twitter and speaking to two or three friends that, that go to their Kilmarnock season ticket holders, um, they have they'll speak very highly of him. How he was always there at the gate, welcoming you coming into the stand anywhere you went into Rugby Park. If you were in the main stand, anyway, you were always likely to bump into Davy. And I think he would always have a wee 10 minutes. He would always sp- spare a wee photograph or whether it's an autograph or back in the day. Um, I think he was he was a sort of main um, person who would greet if you were doing hospitality. Or he was always the 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 focal point that, that Kilmarnock would, would go to. But again, sad news, obviously, is passing. Yeah, I think he's one of those as well for even the younger generation folk that weren't around then. He's someone that's regarded as a heel to them because as a boy I know and he was saying oh such sad news and even though he'd never seen him play a lot he's he's one of those pillars I know yeah you know that way if you were to have pillars like you have an American presence or something like that he would be one of these people yeah especially for teams like Kilmarnock and, and, and Dundee United obviously they're sort of they're not one of the big two or even even the, the sort of big four if you had Aberdeen or the Hearts in there as well and the younger generation have grown up at Kilmarnock will always hear the older generation talking of like a Jim McLean or a, or a Davy Snedden. Or, or something like that. Exactly. Aye. Aye. They've spoken, they're, they're the, the, the heroes of the, each era and they'll still be through the time. Obviously, I'm expecting maybe Kilmarnock will 
maybe I don't know if they'll rename a stand or or um, something, maybe a suite or whatever. Yeah. I'll get named. I'll get named after him. He'll certainly not be forgotten. Uh, I expect Dundee United will honour Jim McLean in some uh, capacity as well. Yeah, absolutely. He was a Dundee player as well. So he was played for Dundee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of, um, across the, the his road. career as his career as a footballer was. Wasn't fantastic, really. To be honest, it was it was more obviously as a manager, and I think a lot of people might now turn around and say, "Well, what would he have done elsewhere? Could he have? Because he was sought after." I mean, I think it, well, it's, it's probably it still is um, well known that I think Rangers tried um, two or three times um, to bring him as manager, um, and and. They turned. I don't know if how strong the actual. I know the rumours, but the the rumours were strong. Whether they actually officially went in to to get him as manager, I'm not too sure. They ended up obviously taking Walter Smith, his number two, um, eventually down the line. But the, the rumours were there. I think there was a couple of teams sniffing down south back in the, the day about prob- probably bringing him down. But yeah, he stayed firm. Obviously, up there at Dundee. I well, I think it says it always well in terms of his management style and how good he was that Alex Ferguson through his marriage against the likes of Mourinho, Wenger, the top guys in football, said that Jim McLean was his biggest adversary in football. As ah, there you go. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that shows you how highly he was regarded. Oh, uh, absolutely. And then, no forgetting, apart from the European runs, he won the league with Dundee United as did. well. Aye, that's uh, it. Yeah. So, absolute legend of Scottish football. Not just Dundee United or Dundee, but no, Scottish football. And even, I mean, they were... In, they were um, they were uh, cheated out the European Cup in 1984, I think yeah. it was, by Roma, um, over there by the the Italians. And to this day, if you if you speak to any Dundee United fan and you mention the name Roma, um, the the <laughs> mist, the orange mist, descends on them. And it's, uh-huh. uh, but they, they were they were cheated out that game, and the Dundee United should have been in the final. I like that the orange mist as opposed to the red mist. I like that. Aye. That was quick. Come on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, talking as well about Kamarnik, uh, another sad um, situation. The news earlier on that there's been some kind of letter sent, some kind of racial um, hatred towards Alec Dyer. Which... I just I've no actually read Kamarnik's statement, um, no. but I have seen that there has been, which is absolutely shocking. It just shows that in this society that we live in, that there's people out there that. Just, oh, um, it's terrible. Uh, I mean, I think there's not been, I don't think there's been too much said apart from the fact that obviously it'll be investigated and obviously disgusting and different things like that, but it's just shocking. I mean, regardless of whether, I mean, I've spoke to some Cali fans who are maybe, in terms of the football, they're wondering whether yeah, they're not anymore, but it's yeah. very different in terms of getting that type of abuse and yeah, saying to the club, what, what good does it do? And, exactly. Uh, it's it's shocking. Um, so ho- hopefully they find whoever it was and they get punished. Uh, yeah, yeah, fingers fingers crossed eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, so aye. But uh, um, other thing in terms of management, talking about managers, talking about recently, Sheila Kerr's life in the Scotland job. Aye, that was team, a, which, aye, that was a bit of a shock. Um, I, I, the pressure was on her a little bit, mind you. Um, of failing to qualify for the for the Euros, um, 
and the, the pressure was obviously sky high because of the, the success and, and the world reaching the World Cup and um, everything else. I, I don't think she'll be out of a job, but I could quite quite be see Shirley Kerr stepping into men's football. She did, yeah, at Stirling University in the, in the Lowland League. Um, she's quite capable of, moving, of jumping in at a level higher than that. Um, the, the, the thing is, the Scotland manager's women's manager job will be quite a quite a um, highly, highly, highly sought job. Yeah, it's now it's now a job that people will want to apply for through obviously Shirley Kerr's hard work and determination of getting Scotland to where they are. Um, she'll probably be she'll be upset that she's no took them because they're a better team than what they showed um, yeah. uh, in their Euro campaign um, who'll come in Scott Booth maybe will be one of the favourites for what he's done at Glasgow City um, or they might go left field and, and appoint somebody I don't know if they'll go a high profile they might go down into the coaching um Regime it maybe say a Rangers or a Celtic or something. Yeah. Maybe one of the coaches there. I don't know. I'm just naming names like the Graham Murty maybe at Rangers or a John Kennedy at Celtic maybe maybe stepping over Possibly to that level. Or, or they um, could even go down the foreign route again. Yeah, what so well prior to Shelley Care? It did. Yeah. Aye, um, that did. And I think there was even talk as well maybe whether Andy Thompson as assistant whether he could maybe step up. Ah, he could step up. It, yeah, possibly. But there'll be, a, there'll be a good few candidates who'll put their name in the hat, definitely, for that job. Yeah. Um, the women's game's rising, obviously, all the time. The exposure is getting bigger and better. The, the players are the players are brilliant. Um, they're all playing at high level in Scotland, they're high level in England, or even abroad. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a job that um, a lot of people out there will, will be wanting to put their, their name in the hat for. Definitely. Uh... The podcast is a good early theme in terms of talking about managers because it's time for us then to put our own manager hats on <laughs> with, uh, with the January transfer window coming up. Um, so a wee bit of a terms of assessment in terms of how teams are doing and where we think teams need to strengthen. So a wee bit different to a usual podcast, maybe we'd be talking about the games that have been played, though they might have mentioned in some kind of context. So we may as well start from the Premiership at the top of the league uh, with Rangers. We've had a few comments from... Uh, listeners and different things like that and even old members of the podcast they think more so as opposed to maybe players coming in so much it might be that you'll have some of the fringe players leaving yeah I don't think I can't see any players coming into Ibrox if I'm truthful um, unless touch wood obviously that nothing happens unless there's a major serious injury um, appears to somebody uh, between now and sort of halfway through January um, no looking for any players to get injured but if a, a serious injury was to happen to a Connor Goldson or um, James Tavernier or, or, yeah. or Borna Barisic but even if they were to sustain an injury Borna Barisic plus Calvin Bassey can come in there um, Goldson there is still with Hollanders there um, who, and there's obviously that might be a position where they were they could if that was to happen because Nikola Katic is obviously still long term um, George Edmondson is out the picture obviously because of his Covid breach yeah. um, so they could be shot there if an injury was to take place but across the whole park I can't see Rangers actually bringing in anybody at all, they're, they're playing well they're not playing great actually but they're winning um, and 
the team is there. There's players there that are champing at the bit to get in the team. But there's players there like Brandon Barker, Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones. Um, and guys are not even getting on the bench. Yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the kind of players that they'll probably look to try and offload. Maybe some of the younger guys, maybe go out and loan, like um, Glenn Middleton. Or, yeah, I think I've seen Patterson like to move to Den Haag, maybe. Aye, Jamie Burr. Jonas in midfield, uh, another one who last season came into the first team but has obviously failed in the pecking order with the likes of uh, Zungu coming in. Um, so it's pushed him out. I quite, I quite like that boy as a, as a player. He probably needs first team football. Um, so you can probably speak, yeah, probably see him heading out. But no, I can't see Rangers bringing it. You could, even goalkeeping wise, if Alan McGregor was to have a run of form of um, bad, bad. Form, whatever. Um, John McLaughlin's obviously there to step into his place. So even goalkeeping position for Rangers is not a position that they'd be looking to bring somebody in either. Um, they, 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 they're the only team that you could actually turn around and say in the whole league where, there's nobody, where there, there is nobody going to come in. Yeah, I mean, that was the general comments we got from Rangers fans. It was like one of them was Craig, who's a, the, the director of podcasting. He's called on here. So he, in recent times, We've had a strong first eleven, but now we've got a few positions where there's genuine strength and depth, or even maybe equal to what is in the starting yeah, lineup. Because um, even you've seen the likes of Hadji come in recently, and he's got three in the last three, I think. Aye, aye. After, After having been out for a wee while, yeah. Um, so the likes of that. So Morelos is the one that's sitting on the bench at the moment. He's now champing at the bit because Roof scoring. Atten's obviously still there as well. Um, yeah. You would imagine again there'll probably be speculation again about Manila's leaving, but I would imagine Gerard and him have probably had the conversation already. Look, we know you want to go in the summer. Aye. In the summer, you're free to go. Aye, but that's it. When the league finishes, kind of thing. Exactly. That's what it is. No, I don't think they'll sell him. Even although, even he might be the one player that they could could sell because at the moment one he's not in the team. Two, he's he's not scoring. Well, he's not in the team. He can't score anyway because he's not in the team. But um, he's the one player that they could turn around and say, well, if we were to sell, you're going to get a bit of money. But as you say, um, there's probably an agreement there where he'll say, right, fight for your place, come back in, score some goals, win as a league, and then you can go. Go wherever you want. And Rangers, I think, will probably accept any well, not any fee as such, but the lot accept a fee that's a respectable fee um, in the summer for for Morelos, and he'll be away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, over the last year, the Glasgow, <laughs> it seems like we've been talking about uh, the future <laughs> of Lennon all season. We've been talking about coaching staff and personnel and different things like that. So, some of the comments. First of all, um, if Barkas isn't the answer for the coaching staff, we need a goalkeeper. Um, so obviously yeah, they've used Barkas, they've used Bain, they've used Hazard. That was the one position I was thinking Celtic might still go out and buy uh, as another goalkeeper. Well, this that would mean them obviously having four first team goalkeepers. Would they be, Scott Bain maybe move on? They'd be pushed to try and move Barkas on. Maybe Barkas go back to Greece or something like that. Yeah, maybe or something they might, even. They might actually send just him out and loan. They might not be um, bring in a goalkeeper, but send Barkas out and loan. Um, in terms of as well, the other comments from Chris, again, podcast related, he said the coaching staff still, he still, it's the coaching staff 
needs to go uh, as opposed to anything else. Maybe not talking so much about players coming in, but I would, if I was looking at Celtic, I still think this, the big problems are they still need a centre-back. Yeah, um, yeah. And I still think they need a wide player or maybe even two like actual winners. Uh, yeah, but they're area, missing, I think they've missed Forrest. They missed James Forrest. You've taken the words out of my mouth there. That's what I was about to say there. They missed Forrest. Um, Elia Nussi is a bit hit and miss. He's out of the team at the moment. When he comes in, he can be, but he, he just seems to blow hot and cold. You're, you're, not, you're not getting a run of games. He plays three, and then he's, he's on the bench for three or four, then he comes back in again, then he has a good two games, and then he's back out again. Yeah, Celtic, yeah, Celtic miss Forrest. Griffiths is back scoring for them. Edwards there, I don't think they need anybody up front. No. Um, Midfield-wise, Turnbull's now becoming a regular. Yeah. Um, McGregor, although McGregor's form's not been particularly great, is still there. Sorrow has come onto a game. Um then obviously Christie's still there. So midfield's an area where they're actually still Scott Brown can still do a game, although he's he's on the wane. Um his position's still there as well. Um but yeah, you're looking if Celtic's gonna bring in anybody, it might be another centre half and a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. maybe even a right back, I don't know, but right back. I mean Friend Pong's good going forward, but and the other boy, the Israeli boy, has been out the picture a wee bit. I don't know if he's uh, El Hamid. Yeah, there was talk. I think his family are still in Israel. Yeah. So there has been talk. Some clubs in Israel were after him and he might go. So that could be an area. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I don't know if there's any young guys that got coming in, but I would think with Frimpon being young, they'd want a wee bit of experience. Mind you, Ayer's been doing all right there at times. Ah, he's played. He's played the last game's right back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Could potentially you are seeing signs of Celtic getting back to looking like a good team again because they haven't become a bad team overnight. No, they haven't. Um, no, no. So there is signs again, and obviously what about that? But in the twenty eighth, the big game at New Year, massive. If Celtic can win it, you think maybe Rangers have got a wee, start to get a wee bit of doubt in the mind. Yeah, there's still a gap though to close, but it would definitely kind of change things. You think though, if Rangers win, well, not impossible, but it'd be, no. it'd be tough. Very uh, tough because Rangers just don't like, drop, like dropping points, and not not at the but, moment. Not touching on the games, even maybe the mother the Hibs game at the weekend. I watched, and Rangers maybe weren't at their best, but they still they got over the line. They won the game. It's maybe a game last season. That's, been, that's been what's happened in the last yeah. two or three games. Uh, big big games, obviously coming up for them on Wednesday. Um, keep forgetting, obviously, that there's a full card Wednesday uh, afternoon. Um, None of them on the TV, actually, for some strange reason. Obviously, you'll be able to watch the games and and everybody's um, their own clubs on streams. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised that there's no games on BT or, or Sky. Well, not BT; it's not in there anymore. But it's, um, definitely Sky. Um, but yeah, the Rangers are away to St. Marin. Um again, as you say, they're not playing well. You expect them to win it, but St. Marin's in a bit of a run. Um, playing well, yeah. it'll be tough. But Rangers are going to put about a cup as well. Aye, aye, they'll be up. They'll be up for it. They're grinding at results. Um, but you'll be hoping if you're a Rangers fan that they don't take one eye off the ball and look into that falling game that's on in the Sunday before, or the Saturday after it against Celtic. Yeah. Um, but Stephen Gerrard will have that drummed into the players to focus ninety minutes at Marin and that's it, and not the game that's on in the Saturday. 
Oh, you, you definitely can. If you do that, you're just in big trouble that you end up not just maybe losing the St. Mirren game, but you're losing <laughs> the two games. Yeah, and exactly. It's a completely different picture. Uh, with that. Um, moving on, my own team, Aberdeen. So we've had a few comments as well. Uh, we've had comments from the other John that does the podcast. His would have run the line, so we need to get centre back into the place, Chocolate Devlin, which I think he's basically implying that Devlin's made of chocolate because all his injuries, <laughs> um, which is. But probably aye, a bit true. Um, a guy that came when he first came to the club, actually, uh, and he, he built up on his partnership with McKenna. And at times when McKenna was getting talked about being, being the, the multi million pound player, Devlin looked just as good, if not better, because he's a bit of a more kind of ball playing centre back and all yeah. that. Um, but even at Hamilton, he had problems with injuries, and he's had injuries with himself, ourselves, and just never gets it, can never get around a game. So I would think, regardless of that, whether he's in the squad or not, we need at least one centre-back in because um, we've been going with with a three of uh, Hoban, Taylor and Considine for a while. Hoban's obviously got his own injury concerns yeah. as well um, coming back from long-term injuries. So yeah, I'd like to see someone come in. Um, in terms of name, he's been linked. I've not seen any centre-backs linked yet. No, I've no either. Um, no. I've seen other positions linked. Uh, the boy Chris Carden that was at Motherwell is getting linked, which would be a good move. He's where is he? I think he I'll went to not Columbus he went to. Ah, he's in America. Maybe yeah. there was a whole thing whereby he was going to go to Oxford. Yeah. And uh, there was talk about the development fees and all that. Type he played of thing. um he played in the final, the MLS final. Columbus got to the final. I don't I actually don't even know who won that now. <laughs> um because I was reading on the build up. Uh, was it Seattle? Seattle, Sanders and, and Columbus in the final. And he had been playing well actually on the read up. Um I don't get, I don't know how he got on actually in the final. I need to check. Yeah, but yeah, he went to Columbus and then he went out alone to Oxford. It was all a bit messy and stuff like that. I think Motherwell didn't end up getting a fee, which was they were a wee bit concerned, annoyed about. Obviously, we were them. Um, so we're in for him supposedly, and Hibs are in for him. Um, right. But he definitely be a good addition. I mean, he's still only like 24, 25 maybe. Ah, he's not that old. Um, Aberdeen have been in for him before, and McInnes. Generally, if he's been in for players before, he will try and go again. Quite often, he does get his man, so he's one that I've seen. We have been like with Mackay Steven again. Um, his contract's come to end with New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's 30 years old now, but he, he'd definitely be a, a good addition, especially with the fact we've had Scott Wright out, um, who's been such a key player um, early on in the season. So he would add something. We wonder whether maybe some fringe players might go. The likes of Hernandez, I think he's definitely going. Um, He's been pictured back in Venezuela with his family and whether he might end up in the MLS. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention. Elliot Club. Yeah. Um, and Watkins will be away back to Bristol City. Edmondson will be away, away back to Leeds. I don't know if we'll try and get him back in um, even to the end of the season. And I'm trying to go. So Alan Campbell at Motherwell. Oh, aye. Been with for a while and Ross Stewart. So we've been linked with quite a lot of players. Yeah whether it's players coming in in the window or whether it's players coming in at the end of the season after signing pre-contracts but all those players um, would certainly be players I'd be pleased to for them coming in the only one maybe I'd be a wee bit reluctant is Mackay Stevens sometimes coming back doesn't work out McGinn um, is obviously not really played much this season maybe partly getting on a wee bit um, aye, aye. with that but you think about McGinn in his first spell it was terrific um, so I'd be unsure because I think Mackay Stephen the problem as well would be he'd want a decent salary 
I I know I I whether he wants to come back. Um, uh, sure that. A big wage cut. Um, but see, on the other comments we had Aaron as well, Aberdeen fan, and hers were along the lines of basically we need a centre back and again a, a creative player that's going to help to make up for the fact that we've not got um, the likes of Ryan Watkins playing. Um, with that. So, but I third place, which is all right considering. Aye, aye, exactly, doing well. Aye. Um, how good Hibs have been as well, because Hibs have been getting a lot of plaudits, aye. a lot of credit, and McInnes came out and said, look, I'm more so than I was third. Like, aye. Uh, I know he's someone that divides opinion, but still, he, he, he is consistent. Um, and we're, what, 38 points after 19, an average of two points a game. Aye. It's a, it's a good batting average. Yeah, that is. That's decent. Um, aye, if we were to look at Hibs, I don't know what you think yourself in terms of where Hibs are one of the ones. Yeah, again, obviously, it comes down to money, obviously, as well. I mean, have they got money to spend? They probably would have a little bit. Um, it's it's how much do you spend in this transfer window? Do you do you go out there and, and sort of bust the bank a little bit to try and get that third place? Do yeah. you or the cup even? Yeah, don't say you for the cup. Yeah, do you look at the squad? I mean, Hibs squad's quite good. Hibs, it's good. Yeah. I think they probably, I think they're one of the ones they could lose. They could lose a player or two. And obviously, if money comes in, Dodge obviously maybe generate some interest down south. Not too sure. Um, looking at other positions, where could they strengthen? It might be players to come in that would maybe just to boost the squad up rather than um, players coming in as, a, as an automatic first team uh, yeah. player. Uh, players back, I think, maybe. Possibly. They've not got much cover for Porteous and uh, Harlan. No, they haven't actually, now that you say that. Right? So that could be an area. Again, it might be a loan signing, um, bringing somebody in and loan from somewhere uh, down south or, or one maybe what, from Rangers or from Celtic. Uh, the youths um, don't think up front they're quite okay up front. They're scoring goals, Hibs. Uh, so they're not probably looking at anybody there to actually come into the first team. Um, but I've not heard anything sort of online uh, in regards to any rumours with them at all. Nothing yet, anyway. There probably will be once the window opens. Um, I don't know when that team was carding, like I'd mentioned already. I've not seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they'll get linked with some of the players. Stars. They quite often do. They will be. Like Aberdeen and Hibs are regularly after the same players. Yeah. And then when Hearts in their league again, they were ones that were Aye. always tipped because we're obviously roughly the kind of same size in terms of income and different things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, pushing for the same things. But no, Hibs are doing well so far. The big thing for them is, like you'd mentioned before, being in, uh, the pressure was in Rangers to try and win the Cup. Now Rangers out of it, the pressure is now in Hibs. Oh, they're the favourites to win the League Cup now, aren't they? Um, so, it's won them big time. <laughs> aye, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah. And then, Dundee United. Dundee United. Fifth place, which is... I know they're doing well for the position. Yeah, on. yeah I think. I like Dundee United, but... Good job, isn't it? Aye, I think they'll, I think they'll bring in somebody up front. Uh, an attack, I? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm Shankland and, and Clark are okay. Um, Mickey Mellon will probably have 
two or three names, I think, up his sleeve for down south for his time at Tranmere and, and other clubs that he's been at down there. So I could expect on the United to bring in actually a couple of players, players that's maybe in loan from teams down there or they've maybe been out of contract and they're not playing at the moment. Um, who? I don't know. But uh, I definitely could think they'll bring somebody up front. Uh, as I say, Clark and Shatland are okay, but I don't think they're, they're scoring goals, but there's, they're no Premier League players for me. Uh, I think Shatland's wee time that they had there when he was scoring all the goals and then getting into the Scotland squad, I think you'll see him sort of disappear back out again. Yeah, the players that's coming through now in the Scotland squad. He's a decent enough player and a decent enough guy. I mean, very, very good goal scorer, but I just don't think he you know, can do it at the top level uh, in, the, in the Premier League. And Nicky Clark's another one. Never really did it at Rangers. Um, and that was even though in the top league. Are, um, uh, okay in the Championship, or really good in the Championship. So you can probably see somebody coming in there. Yeah. Um, I'd say Clark's probably been the main guy up front. This he season. has been, yeah, actually. And he's, he's done okay. Yeah, but I still think that Mickey Mellon will look at who around there and he'll have a look around and they'll bring in somebody. But again, it's one of these where I don't think they'll spend any money. Um, and it'll be a loan signing. Uh, for somewhere, maybe down south. Uh, the area I thought I thought they may look for is a, a, a wide player, something to give them a wee bit of creativity, which is then in turn to help out maybe the likes of your Shanklins, your Clarks. Well, possibly maybe I'm giving, yeah, I'm maybe giving, no giving them the benefit of the doubt here that their serve, the service has not been great to them, so that's why they're obviously no scoring goals. If the creativity and the service was there for the two boys, then maybe they would turn in chances yeah. into goals, so you could look at that and take it, take it back. Aye, I think the, thing, the main thing that's been for Dundee United this season is to make sure you're safe, and then building that in terms of trying to re-establish for next season. Yeah, style of football's maybe not been the prettiest to watch, but it's been effective. They've been getting results, and they're, they're certainly above. I think where most people would have thought it would be. Aye, um, I, 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 think. I didn't think they would struggle coming into the team anyway. I thought they had a, they had a, a, more than enough team to above certain other teams that's in the league. Um, but I did expect them to be one of those teams that would fluctuate results quite wildly. They, they could quite easily go out and I'm not saying they would beat a Rangers and a Celtic, but they could quite easily go out and maybe take two or three off a Hibs or an Aberdeen. But then the following week, lose two or three nil to a Ross County or a Hamilton, oh. um, and then be involved in maybe like losing lose a four three to Motherwell. But then the next week, win a four two against. Uh, somebody, well, somebody else in England. Who else? <laughs> um, but but they've actually been fairly, fairly decent, and they've been fairly. The results have been steady, and that's got them where they are. I think Nicky Mellon's actually quite a good manager, to be fair. Right. Um, in terms of Livingston, probably up until maybe about a month or so ago, you would have maybe said, "Oh, they need two, three, four, five players." Whereas maybe not now. <laughs> What, four, four wins in the league um, I think no, I think there's six games unbeaten yeah new what manager obviously the, yeah the the bounce it's the bounce effect in it when a new manager comes in obviously most most teams anyway have a a run of games where they, they're going to they're going to win David Martindale obviously knows the players it's not as if he's somebody that's come into the team from somewhere else um, he's just getting a lot more out of them than what Gary Holt could um, again, will they look at 
Well, he's he's he runs basically Livingston, doesn't he? So yeah. he, from from top to bottom, so he'll have agents and and contacts and all that um, out there. So you, you might expect a couple of players maybe coming in to Livingston again on loan for somewhere, or or they might they, they might snap up a couple of players for the championship, maybe bring them up. Yeah, um, that's something that's worked for them before. Yeah, maybe looking at some of the teams that's at the top of the championship. And maybe taking a player or two off of them to bring to bring in. Yeah, I think a striker would be a big one. Yeah, they've still not replaced Dykes. Jets um, yeah. caught fire. Aye, aye, they're on, but they're on a bit of a run at the moment. So you don't change a winning team, but you always want to add to a team, don't you? You yeah. always want to bring in your own players. Um, so he'll he'll probably he'll have his eye two or three enemies. Whether they can get them in or no, that's the that's obviously the crux for all the teams. In the league, yeah. whether they can bring them in, whether they can afford to bring them in, given the current situation, anyway. Uh, in terms of that, I mean, that obviously covers the top set so far. Would you say that Dundee United and Livingston are safe? They won't be involved in the bottom two places. I would very much doubt it. Um, certainly not Dundee United. Livingston possibly could get dragged into it again. I suppose it all depends on the teams below. It's more the appeal, whether, the appeal system. And oh, aye, exactly. <laughs> it's whether the teams down down below. But generally, it never happens that all of the teams go on runs to yeah. drag in teams. Um, there might be one or two down below. I'll put on a run and they'll pull away. But they'll be pulling away for one or two teams down there that that are in a terrible run. So they're not going to get dragged in eventually. Um, they might drop a place or two. But I think they'll be safe. They might not end up in the top six. Yes. But they'll, yeah. but they'll definitely be safe. Aye. Oh, I would agree. Definitely there. Um, in terms of at the top of the, the bottom sits, St Mirren, who, again, recently a bit like uh, Livingston and Dundee United to a lesser extent, been in really good form. Still, though, their big issue is in front of goal. I still think scoring goals into the striker in there. Oh, That's I've, been for a couple of seasons. Yeah, because I would say they've got all right creativity in terms of like Dormus, McAllister. They've got players that can be creative, so and they're decent defensively as well. Yeah, um, and they always ha- they always have been similar, and they're one of those teams. Although even they're struggling at the bottom of the league, and they have been, they don't concede many goals. You don't see Sitmarin losing like a four 0 or a five 0 uh, to any team. Um, Jim Goodwin has got the has got the team playing. Really well, so he has. But as you say, it's goal goals again. But it's goals for every club, isn't it's, it? Yeah, um, for for almost every club, club except the big two. Um, they're always looking for somebody that can get goals because if you can get a, somebody in that can score goals, you're halfway there to surviving in the league. Definitely. Um, yeah, if you can get somebody that can get double figures. Yeah, then it'll be. I mean, if they could get someone in that could get um, say. I don't know, half a dozen to ten goals the rest of the season. They'd be, they'd be safe. They'd be top sets. Yeah, like, they'd be safe by far. Uh, because of how good their defence is, as you said. So, But you'll have what? You'll have maybe such teams competing for the same players. Yeah, exactly. All the teams round about there, they'll be, they'll be looking at the same guys. So they will. With that. I, th- I think in terms of where they're keeping players, I think they'll be all right. I don't think there'll be anyone. Yeah, I don't think. Particularly live. No, I don't think there's any there that you can turn around and say that mm, they're in the, the radar of, of other clubs. You never know. You obviously never know. They, they might be somebody, but there's none at the moment that you can really say, ah, 
he's off down south or he's going to go from St Mirren to Aberdeen or Hibs or whoever they'll, yeah. they'll keep the nucleus of the team there might be a couple of players that they'll release that's maybe been in the squad that's drifted out the squad same with all those teams actually down the bottom of the league you'll find that they'll if they do bring in any player or two players it'll probably not be to actually increase the size of the squad it will be to replace or probably a couple that they'll have released Um and we'll just let go of their contracts, but then they'll bring in somebody. So the squad size will stay the same, um, but they'll add maybe a, a name or two to replace a name or two. Yeah. Um, moving on to Kamarnik again, we get some comments, and it was again about management, um, whether maybe Dyer uh, should maybe go. Well, Kamarnik's a difficult one to obviously at this stage at the moment because it's not whether players coming in, players getting out, it's the manager's situation yeah. because that can all change. If 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 Alec, Alec Dyer's position was to be, um, if he was to be relieved of his duties, then the whole situation changes. A new manager comes in, and nine times out of ten, a new manager wants his players. So you could see a big turnaround at command and two or three going out, two or three coming in. If he's able to do that, obviously. Um, but it all depends, obviously, on what happens between now and the next two or three games. I think they're vital for Kilmarnock. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in ter- I mean, you don't want to talk. You don't like to talk about managers losing jobs and things like that. But fans certainly have been asking questions about their recent form and the way the league is and the way the bottom sits is, as Livingston have shown, you can get a couple of victories and you're rig up the league because there are good players there. They're not a bad team again. They've not turned into a bad team overnight. Most of these players were there under Steve Clark. Um, they've maybe got a wee bit less experience than what they had I still think they need a couple of fullbacks we want more experience in there because um, aside from that you look at likes of Broadfoot you look at likes of Power they've missed Dicker in midfield yeah they missed Dicker big right. um, the front two well, I think they should play as a two I think Kilmarnock with the, the system they've got and in fact they're struggling with goals you play Brophy and Kabamba together yeah and that helps them out but there's been a lot of things to do that at times what about um what about Greg Stewart maybe going back to Kilmarnock? Could be a possibility, aye. 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 Greg Stewart could be a player actually to go to anyone. In the... I think he's actually a decent player, um, to be honest. He's not really had a... He's not going to come in the Rangers team anymore now. Um, he's no any... he's no way no better than, than, than any of the front three or front yeah. four or five that Rangers have. He's out of contract end of the season as well. Uh, aye, but a nominal fee or, or Rangers actually just negotiate a, a contract and in the contract and Greg Stewart can walk into probably any other team and apart from Celtic um, in, the, in the Premier League and he would do a job he done it because he, he did it at Kilmarnock he done it at Aberdeen um, I liked him at, at both the, the clubs um, and it could be a signing that Kilmarnock bring back in it's like to energise the team again the Kilmarnock players know him the Kilmarnock fans know him could be an option Aye. obviously Alec Dyer knows him he's what we yeah, before, so exactly. I think I think the thing as well with Dyer is he's a likable guy. Seems uh, to be. And I think the, the thing is whether it's just one of those situations where maybe is he's a guy that's better equipped to be a coach than be a, a manager. Yeah. You don't know. It's the early days. It's, it's the early days in his manager career as well, and it's a tough job. I think we're in, well, it was a massively tough job going in after Clark. Yeah, it was. As well as him. Yeah, uh, no, it did. It's always a hiding to nothing, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. if you reach the expectations, um, 
or the expectations of the commander fans were sky high through what Steve Clark done. So it was a massive job for Alec Dyer to keep that on. Um, maybe the commander fans' expectations were too high. Because would could they have consistently done what Clark did there? Probably not. Um, it's what the area before Clark came in? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a tough situation that he's in at the moment. I hope he rides it out. Um, but you just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, and then moving into that sport, we've got Motherwell. Motherwell. Who were up in, I think, before. Uh, Motherwell were up in about fifth, weren't they? Aye, um, because they'd obviously get the six points. Yeah, now they've lost them in the back. They, they, again, a, a team there where I think opinions on Robinson are a wee bit mixed. Um, they feel that they should be getting more out of them. But the other, again, same problem as a lot of teams is creativity. Yeah. Um, another guy, uh, Greg, who was on, used to be in the podcast regularly, he said that was the main thing they need. A wide player or a target midfield or something that's going to give them something a bit different. Yeah. They've got guys that can score goals. The boy Lawn did all right last year, I think. He did. Yeah, aye. Um, aye. Tony Watt's been all right this season. Tony Watt's done okay. Uh-huh. Got decent players in the middle of the park like Campbell and Polworth. Like Polworth can create, I think. Yeah, midfield's mid, mid are strength, I think. Um, yeah, with Campbell and Polworth. But the likes of Seedorf seems out of favour. Yeah. Um, Devante Cole up front. I don't think, yeah. No, nah, he's... But living off his dad's name. Yeah, yeah, he's not done anything at the moment, really, to sort of prove his worth that he's in the team. But, yeah, again, Motherwell, they'll be looking at two or three players there to bring in. Again, they might put two or three out. Yeah. Um, Stephen Robinson's a good manager. Uh, they should be higher than really are. They've got a good youth system, Motherwell. So they might bring yeah. in... They might bring in two or three of the young boys. They might look at no actually bringing in again financially. It's financially for every club down there. It's whether they can afford to bring in people. Even if it isn't a free transfer, you're looking at obviously a signing on fee and then negotiating a wage. Motherwell might look at their youth system and promote two or three of the boys up um, from there during the, the window to see if they can do anything. Yeah. I think as well, main concern for them as well is keeping hold of players. We mentioned earlier Aberdeen being in for oh, Campbell yeah, in a contract. Uh, Declan Gallagher, I think, has got some interest in English clubs, probably more so maybe in the back of his Scotland performances, maybe in how well Motherwell were doing. O'Donnell's only there on a short-term contract till January. I don't know whether he's going to stay in the to move down south. Um, in terms of speculation... He, he'd said that Motherwell had been linked by Kai Stephen, obviously, uh, who maybe will come back to Scotland. Jason Cummins. All right, yeah. The bizarre that, one yeah. that he, he said was Ian Figgers from County had been linked. But All right. Get to get a bit of digging midfield or something like that. Right. Um, but he has best players like uh, Lawn, White and Seed off to leave in January. So right. maybe they, you could see quite a few changes at Motherwell. Yeah, you could, you could see in and out, yeah. yeah. Like that. Uh, St Johnston, who bizarrely, but it wasn't so long ago we were talking about them being in great form. Ten, eleven games unbeaten. They've now lost the last four. We bit of discipline has creeped in as well. I think they've yeah. sending off the last three games. I think Matt Namara's going back to Millwall. Mm-hmm. The boy that's impressed, but I think again another guy in who plays the same position from them. Um, 
they're looking again. St. Johnson have been for a long time up front. Don't have anybody up front haven't for two or three seasons. Stevie May obviously is back there, um, but he's not a goal. He's not an out and out goal scorer. Um, he's not done as well as what he did last season. No, no, he's. Um, but St. Johnson have always struggled to score goals for the last five, six years. Um, again, it's probably one one area that they'll be looking at to bring in somebody um, up front. Um, again, who? We don't know. Uh, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but you could you could see two or three players there getting in and out. Yeah, and again, I've not seen again. I've not seen them linked to anyone. Um, no, no, that's the thing. I've no either. Um, so, no, which is unusual at this time of year. Usually, you see loads of speculation because we're only what, three or four days away. Four days till you, I know. Yeah. The window opens, but yeah, no, there's been nothing. Obviously, the situation that we're in at the moment is dictating. Um, I can't see the I can't see there been a massive uh, they'll never use less in the January transfer window in Scotland anyway. It is usually really quiet, um, and it tends to be. I think you'll find it'll be in the last couple of days, there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing announced early. So, I mean, we're kind of we're speculating at the moment regards players. Um, for all clubs, um, but we could go back down this conversation in a podcast in two or three weeks' time, um, and then all of a sudden there'll be hundreds of names mentioned and, and, and rumoured by clubs, and then guaranteed they'll all pull out somebody and loan um, in the last couple of days of the window. Aye, because it'll be once the English teams settle their squads. And yeah, they yeah they'll, they'll have be players that they'll be willing to go out. For that. Uh, which is inevitably going to happen. I'm trying to see even if I see anything online with St. Johnson in terms of like some of the fan forums or that. Um, no, I think just hopeful thinking that they'd maybe be able to get some uh, players from their rivals like Declan Garlic, but I can't see that happening. I think you'll have uh, bigger teams in for him. Yeah. So, aye, who knows there. Um, looking again at, let's see. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a repeat story, isn't it? Goals, it is, yeah, goals. it's the same thing probably for all clubs. Again, Hamilton. Hamilton have always dealt in, in loan the loan market. Um there's no money there, obviously, Hamilton to, to bring in any players. It could be an out of contract player. Hamilton's youth system is not as well, it's, it's decent, it's obviously not as great as yeah. what they were producing um five or six years ago or ten years ago um, but they're, they're, they'll probably be looking at bringing maybe two or three of the boys through from from their academies or picking up a picking up a player here or there that's been released maybe somewhere else um, or maybe a, a non-league team down south yeah, a non-league, like that. that's where they seem to go a non-league team down south um, although it's been a bit of hit or a miss with some of the players that they have brought in some of them's what some of them haven't um, but they'll probably they'll probably get back down that route. It's been yeah. a route they've been doing for the last couple of years. Aye, the one thing you always say it's going for them is they always do pick up wee wins here and there. And yeah, just now they've not had, they've maybe not looked great this season, but they're still in touching distance with the likes of St. John's and Mother Bell, Kilmarnock, and it wouldn't surprise me again if they managed to escape the job. No, it wouldn't surprise me either. It wouldn't they either. do it. Yeah. Yeah, fair play to them that they keep doing it. So they do. 
Uh, and then obviously Ross Kelly have a change of manager recently with John Hughes coming in. We had Andy on the podcast last week. Um, who's kind of lucky enough to work up there and, and knows the, the lay of the land up there. Uh, you'd have seen his comments there. I would ask them about maybe who they might want to bring in. Um, no surprise again, creative players, guys that will kind of create for the likes of maybe Mackay or Stuart if he stays. So um, that would be a big one. And then they obviously got Jason Naismith back. Aye, so that. And he's... I think he's now fit available for the weekend and he's yeah. a big asset and my guy I'm surprised the likes of maybe your, your Hibs in Aberdeen didn't go in for aye, aye. Alone, um, and did well so you'll find I think you'll find that Ross County will bring in quite a few actually I'm, not, yes. I'm saying quite a few but they'll bring in maybe three or four it's a new manager Yogi, Yogi's always been like that whatever clubs he's been in he wants his own players you might find somebody will come in for Inverness there always usually will be because um, yeah. he's been there he's done it worked with them um, so he'll wheel and deal probably um, maybe a player two going out to replace down in, down in the championship but it's almost guaranteed that the new manager will be one has his own stamp of authority on players he's worked with probably before um, he'll feel that they'll still can do a job at Ross County uh, so yeah you'll definitely see who he'll bring in I'm not too sure but as I say uh, you'll definitely find out that they'll have about two or three definitely get in there Aye, I think whatever happens, you will see more goals in that team because he likes to attack. He likes to get wide players. He does, yeah. And that'll be the main thing for him. And he, he's a guy as well. He's always positive, and that passes on to the players as well um, in terms of style of play. So I think I said at the start of the season they would struggle, but I think John Hughes could maybe maybe get him out of it. But it's tough to call because there's no it's much between. No, so many of those teams. I mean, even when I'm asking that question earlier, are you? About you done do right and love still got pulled into it. They possibly could, I think, as well, like you will be safe, but you just never know with the league this year. Well, you know, no, you never know, no, and especially with the COVID situation. Yeah. Um, teams will maybe have games that are on a games coming up towards the end of the season. Um, squad decimation through injuries or suspensions, people out with COVID but still having to play a game, and all of a sudden a team that maybe you think's safe get dragged into it because the squad's been decimated but they're having to still play. Aye. Yeah. It'll be it'll be tough, but um, I think you'll find overall that there'll be there'll be quite a few players will come in. There'll be there'll be there'll not be, be great movers and shakers round about the whole twelve teams, but there'll be apart from Rangers, you you might you might find that every club will have at least maybe one signing. They'll bring in at least maybe one player, two two maybe every club. I I think you will. I think you will see a few. Um... Maybe not Habs, but yeah, um, but almost every everywhere else. Aye. Um, in terms of lower leagues, we kind of covered that recently with the podcast we had with Ali Graham's, and it's still it feels weird because it was a review, but there's only been like about what eight or nine games, so uh, I will see what happens there. You'd think Hearts will want to maybe strengthen a wee bit to make sure that they definitely get promoted and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they will definitely. Probably they've got a bit of clout there, obviously, that they can bring. Maybe a wee bit of spending power there as well. Maybe not much to spend, but um, they might look at some of the teams at the bottom of the Premier League. Players yeah. that's maybe out of favour there and they'll think, well, they could do a ton for us, obviously, at the at the top of the Championship. Definitely. Um, in terms of that, and talking about the lower leagues, we obviously get the lower league predictions game against the Ally, which... Unfortunately, we're having a nightmare. He's now sits three up. Um, I was point, I was unlucky in my very first attempt, mind you. Yeah, yeah. 
I was. I, I was up 3 0 with Dundee and they Aye. capitulated in the last 10 minutes. I know. I thought we were in for it. Um, <laughs> and then Andy was quite unlucky as well because Dundee were 3 0 up against Queen of the South, I think about six minutes ago. And Queen of the South got a light goal, which meant that the, the, the points went to Arley because he picked. Picked a win. I think he picked a win for Dundee, and he picked. What did he pick? Aye, he picked a draw for Falkirk, Partick Thistle, and that's how he won because it finished now now. All ah, right, right. Um, with that, so we shall see what happens this weekend. Now, <laughs> I'm just trying to see actually. Let's just double check something. Yeah, because the championship's got a game mid. Midweek, oh, well. right? Aye. Um, so, I wonder whether I need to take a turn again, maybe. In terms of packing, right? I don't mind if. So I've got the games up for the chat. You the games up for the championship? No, nope, if you give me a wee I've, second, I will I've got I've got them up anyway. If we want, right. to go, we can go through them and see what we think. Um, so we've got Aloha and Morton. We've got our broth and Inverness. We've got Dunfermline Wraith Rovers. Queen of the South AR and Dundee Hearts. So it's a, I think it's a repeat of some of the fits or something opening day. It was actually, yeah, that seems to be. There's quite a few tasty ones there. If you've got the the focus, obviously, on Queen of the South, um, with regards, obviously, the gallery situation, and no actually on the park. It's a local derby, but a derby as such against there. You've got the Fife derby with Dunfermline and Wraith, and you've got the kind of two supposed big teams in the division, Dundee and Hearts. Aye, it's interesting. Dundee Hearts on Saturday night is a uh, Saturday night. Oh, is that on the Pretty TV? Past seven. It must be in the right. telly somewhere. BBC Scotland, aye. Maybe. Yeah, it will be if it's that time. Yeah. I'm going to have a look. Uh, pick one of those. I guess you would have a game on a Friday, but. Aye, they would be New Year's Day. Day. That's obviously New Year's Day. Uh, to, to do championship. Yeah. Uh, what game do you go for? Well, if I'm picking the score, you can pick the game and we'll see. Probably. Right, I'll pick the game. Uh, let's go. Well, seeing as, seeing as are very topical, then we'll go for Queen of the South here. Go for Queen of the South here. Yeah. Right, okay. So, if we look at the table just now, um, Queen of the South are bottom. They've lost their last four. Air have lost their last two. Both teams have not been doing great in terms of goals, but I will go for Ayr to sneak it 1 0. Yeah, well, that one, uh huh. And then moving on to League One, what have we got? League One, we've got uh Dumbarton Airdrie, we've got Cove Rangers Peterhead, East Five Falkirk. Montrose, Forfar, and Partick Thistle, Clyde. Um, Partick Thistle will be looking for revenge in Clyde after the opening day defeat. Aye, aye. Again, it's obviously Derby weekend, isn't it? Uh, as such, you're trying to make them a Derby yeah, weekend. Yeah. Let's go for... We'll go for the Angus, Derby, Montrose and Forfar. Montrose and Forfar. Well, I think I will need to go for Montrose to win. They're second in the table. Mm. The last one, three, or the last four. 
fourth are obviously bottom of the table. Yeah. So it's got to be a home win. I am going to go for 2-0 to Montrose. 2-0 Montrose. Uh, League 2. League 2, we've got Albion Rovers, Queen's Park. We've obviously just won tonight. Breaking City, Elgin City. Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh City. Stirling Albion, Stenhouse Muir and Stranraer against Annan. Uh, um, think what do we go for here? Let's go for. Hmm. That looks that looks tasty. Go for. Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh City. Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh City. Yeah. Right, I need to go for the away win because much as Kieran Beath won at the weekend, they've only scored six goals this season. Edinburgh's uh-huh. eye my tip to, to win the league this season. Yeah, um, top, top scorers in the division. So, I am going there for another 2 0 win, but this time to the away team. 2 0 so win, but yeah. So, I'm going Queen of South versus Air 1 0 to Air. Montrose 4 for 2 0 to Montrose. And uh, Kieran Beath, Edinburgh City, I'm going. 2-0 Edinburgh City uh-huh. 0-2 I always like to say my wife always laughs at me she says you always put the scores like that <laughs> say, well, that's just where the scores are uh-huh. <laughs> not if you're playing so I uh, so we'll see what we can do we, we, need, to, yeah. we need to get a point we need, back yeah we need to pull something we back to, yeah because looking like we're going to get embarrassed here <laughs> uh, we started off well but uh, we'll see what happens um, so with it being the last podcast of the season the other thing I wanted to speak about was highlights of the year I think we all know probably what the, the, the big highlight is it's got to be Scotland <laughs> by three has to be it has to be uh, yeah definitely between us yeah. I can't try to think if there's anything else that kind of comes close um, it's, it's just in terms of thinking about the, the football that's been played I, know. Um, I can probably think of plenty of lows. Like we can maybe talk about the lows first, and then try and come back onto highs. That yeah. the biggest low of all was obviously March thirteenth. Football was stopped. Aye, um, and not just here in Scotland, everywhere. It just still seems. It just still seems surreal. Like, kind of spoken about before. I was at my work, I remember. I was excited because I was going to the Motherwell Aberdeen game that night. But you had an idea because obviously we'd started to hear about COVID impact in here and. You're thinking, oh, will the game be on? Will it not be on? And and that, and I think one o'clock that was it. They announced that's it. Scottish football's closed. And yeah, yeah. And then it just, yeah, it was the domino effect, wasn't it? Uh, I've got my tickets though. Still, I, I think oh, yeah. it could be tickets that are worth a bit of money in future. They might, oh, they might be. You know yeah. that way? In terms of the the game that was never played on on that day, and um, <laughs> so maybe something good can come out of it. Could uh, be with that. Um, but that's just been the law for the good few months and fans obviously not been in and no that's my law <laughs> the likes of the, the lower leagues the way they were treated and almost treated with contempt yeah definitely um, the women's football game was treated pretty poorly it needed James Anderson to step in and give them a wee bit yeah. of money to help out with the Champions League tie which surely you would have thought someone within the authorities or the football association should have helped out yeah yeah, it's been there's been a lot more lows than there has been highs. Or 
as we spoke about the other Scotland, that that sort of trumped everything. Um, what are the lo- the lo- some of the laws have been obviously the COVID situations. You had obviously the breach of the the Aberdeen players. You had the Aye. Celtic, the Celtic con- with ball and goalie. You had the Rangers players. Um, you've had um, oh, and it was a boy at Dundee United, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and different things and. Uh, um, in general, it's not been great. Um, obviously, the George Galloway situation at the weekend <laughs> um, has brought it back into the spotlight again. Is a low, another low. Um, Try to think of some other highs now. Actually, uh, in terms of highs, I've got a high in terms of the last game I was actually at was the Kilmarnock Aberdeen game in the cup. Which, if you have to say, after ninety minutes. It was a high. Folk would have laughed in your face because it was one of the worst ninety minutes I've ever seen played. But then extra time was obviously crazy. Um, and oh, that's right. That that. <laughs> Such a bizarre game. Like, I was uh, trying to think there to myself. <laughs> what was that? Because that far away now, is it? See, seems that uh, far away. But uh, yeah, that's right. It was just a bizarre game. Like it, it went from being one of the worst games I've been at to a game that I don't think I'll ever forget. Um, just terms of coming through it you, you just felt relief and excitement and just great bounces you know that way you, a, a great bounce whereby the next day you're, you've got injuries yourself it's not just Aye. the players have got injuries you've got injuries from the bounce after the goal, Aye. Right goal. <laughs> um, the amount of times we thought we were out we thought we are out the cup and you're thinking oh that's it game is by we're out the cup again poor and then we're back in and then out, back in, and you're like, just <laughs> terrific. That's what cup football is all about. I always exactly. right. see if I've got a choice between going to a cup game and a league game, I'll always pick the cup because anything could happen in the day, and it's a different atmosphere um, with cup games, I think. So that was a high. Aside from that, you know, no, there's no been, there's, there's not maybe been no many others. No, I suppose a, a, a high, certainly, I suppose, if you're a Rangers fan, but. If you look at it as on a whole, Rangers run that they've had in Europe. Um, yeah. A successful run that, that's for Scottish football in general. I mean, it's boosted the coefficient. Celtic, to an extent, have, have, have been the the, the, baron, the holders, obviously, of, of trying to keep Scottish coefficient quite high. And But now Rangers are obviously alongside them. And, and although Celtic have lost out of cup, cup competitions in the Europa League and the, the Champions League, they've still managed to nick results here and there that have boosted it and now Scotland are sitting what we're on the verge it's still going to be difficult um, it's between them and Ukraine um, to see who whether they'll get two automatic well, two places in the Champions League and I think one of them may even be an automatic they're on the verge no guarantee. I thought it was guaranteed already I no think I think two places yeah well there's still a big there's still a big thing I'll need to look into it but it's between them and Ukraine Um and it's who, who who goes further, obviously. But it's Rangers, basically, against Shakhtar, Donetsk and Dynamo Kiev. Right. Um, and it's obviously, I think if Rangers can go further than the two of them, then that will confirm their, their position. But just being at that level now and having been so long with just Celtic being the holders, obviously, carrying Scottish football, it's nice to see, obviously, another team and, and Rangers, obviously, up there now. And the results have been fantastic. Because yeah. if you go back, obviously, to um, no, this year, like, like, the end of last year's campaign, because they still had to finish it. That was yeah. the last yeah. the last full game. Leverkusen, aye. Leverkusen. They had to finish those, tie. Um 
but the results against Porto, the results against Braga, um, and then obviously into this campaign, uh, the, the results that they've had against Poznan and against Liège uh, have been fantastic. So I suppose that's a high if you look at it in Scottish football in general for, for in Europe. Aye, and it even gives likes Aberdeen and the Hibs a chance, I think. It does, it does, because it gives... You never aye. know. Even if you're just to get into the qualifiers of the Champions League, the income you'd get from that would be would be decent. That's it. That's it. That. And you've always got the fallback of the getting into the Europa League and then there's going to be the introduction of the, the conference well, league, new, the season, uh, league, yeah. which again will bring revenue and maybe give a chance for teams to at least get in the group stages aye, get experience of playing kind of better teams which are internal help the national team you've yeah exactly exactly experience. I, I suppose a big low as well it might turn into a big high that next year but a big low is obviously missing out on the um, actually hosting Euro 2020 yeah yeah uh, Coming to the country because it was obviously I was actually going to be working at it. Well, hopefully still am. Come June next year, um, that was obviously a big low about not coming to the city, but it's obviously going to be replayed twenty twenty one. So in Scotland, that's a country will be there then because at the exactly. time we didn't know who we were. Aye. Um, we keep coming back to that that I don't think there's many other highs in Trump. No. The, the West of Scotland like getting started as a high. Yeah, that's a bit of a high. But from a personal point of view, the, the it, low was Talbot. It kind of ended in... Nobody involved. In it it kind of ended, sadly, the junior um, level kind of petered out. Um, no, what's the word from looking for it, kind of? just They were looking at, obviously, a big last hurrah. Um, because the teams knew that they were going to be moving over, and but the, yeah. the COVID situation just meant it just petered out to an end, which was very sad. The Junior Cup never got finished. Um, that's still in hold at the moment. I very much doubt it should get played. Um, I, shouldn't I can't, really. can't see it, can you? No, no. Um, and obviously, there was a, a lot bit of the furore with the regards, obviously, the sort of alleged... Um, irregularities in the way the league was decided yeah, whether yeah. Talbot and co-winning was winning and who was involved obviously etc so that was a bit of a, a blow and then with the clubs moving over and getting ready and it started now which is a good thing um, yes. unfortunately there's no fans in to get to see it some clubs have pulled out which is their own to their own um, I can see the point of view obviously of pulling exactly, out yeah. I can see, I can see other teams point of view are playing um, so it's, it's everybody to their own. Um, so there've been lows and there's been highs in the in the, the new west of Scotland. League. Yeah, I suppose a high maybe could be as well out of this COVID situation. So far, and let's hope it stays that way. All teams have stayed active and live. No, no Aye. We're under. Aye, that's well, that's <coughs> which was a major concern. Touch wood, touch wood. I, I suppose one high that's come out is the the, the way teams have adapted. Um, we have not had any fans and bringing out live streams yeah, but yeah. all the clubs are all doing it at every level now all the way Aye. right down the, the level um, even some of the wee the smaller west of Scotland uh, and east of Scotland teams are all putting their soul together and putting their hat in it uh, and amongst everybody and getting a live stream out there that you can go in and you can donate whatever you want to the club and the clubs are still running yep. um, which is great to see Aye, on the back of that as well you mentioned about that they donate a ticket yeah which that was, was massive. A, that was a high, so many massive clubs high. and even tournaments like we cup competitions as well. Aye, between all the teams, yeah, and and social media has like been social media has been good for, uh, for football teams. 
and maybe at that level as well, teams helping each other out is good to see. Right, right. You know, in terms of like, we'll reverse pictures, we'll play, if the weather's bad, we'll play at your ground and hit, hit, work together, which is what it should be yeah, like. Yeah, that's it, John. Uh, much as there's rivalry and all that type of thing, you don't exist without our teams. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, much as like, fans been, are a big thing, but neither of our teams been, can uh, against. Uh, <laughs> it's been an eventful year, put it that way. Um, and I don't think it'll be a year that we'll ever talk about again. Hopefully not. Um, but certainly next year we might actually still talk about it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, come this time next year, we'll be focusing on a lot more on the part stuff and a lot more highs than lows. Uh, Absolutely. We've still got obviously a wee bit to get through. So the first two or three months of next year is going to be still quite hard. Um football-wise and life in general. Um, but hopefully we'll see more highs and lows. Yeah. And obviously, you you mentioned the big high is when we're going to Euros. You'll well, be the big there. high for Euro 2020 high is going to be win. there. Well, we're going to win it. And so we're going to win it. Thing, which is good. <laughs> uh, with that. But yeah, I mean, the, the things we're looking forward to is hopefully that we can get some element of fan interaction back and fans been in the, the park as opposed to just a few hundred here in New York is it's massively missed. Um, but that in the community and, and everything, the clubs miss it. The, cl- the clubs now maybe realise more than ever how much they need the fans. That's it. Because I, th- I think we f- you sometimes find with the bigger clubs, your like, fans, you're kind of taking for granted a wee bit. It's, yeah. it's just the, the clubs are constantly like, want your money, you want your money. And they still do, obviously. They need your money, but there's ways of doing it. You need to have yeah. a wee bit the club giving something back to the fans. I think the TV, the TV companies have realised that they need the fans in there as well because yeah. people are old. People are still watching the games. There is there's a bit of apathy and, and um, general sort of the need the fans in the crowd. I know I'm one of them that tends to just I can't watch a full game. I'll, I'll dive in ten minutes here, fifteen minutes, but I've got to turn it off. I just can't. I can't watch a game without any fans. Aye. Uh... Um, so what do you most look forward to in 2021 football-wise? Uh, well, the Euros, obviously, because I'm working there and seeing Scotland again for the first time at a, at a major championship since the, since 1998. I'm looking forward to, hopefully, what else am I looking forward to? Hopefully get me getting back into a game as well and Aye. me actually reporting in football and, and, and getting uh, seeing my local clubs. Um, your journal as well, hopefully. Exactly, yeah. Your journal in the go. I get my journal going um, and get on ground hopping and getting some new grounds that I've not been to down south or up north. Uh, What's your most coveted ground that you want to get to that you've not been to so far? Well, in Scotland, uh, I would love, where have I not been to that? Really up north. I want to try and do some of the ones up north because I've not done very, I've hardly done any. Uh, anyway, the Colvin Fraser, but a Fraser, but yeah, well, I've, never, I've not done any of them. Aberdeen, Inverness, Ross County are the, the, the three yeah. uh, senior teams are the only ones that I've done. So I've not done any of the lower level teams, so Peterhead, Cove, and I've not been, I've not been to Wick or so going to somewhere like that, or even Elgin or um, Peterhead. Uh, so that that could be on my list for twenty twenty one down Aye. south as well. I'd love to get to some of those wee obscure grounds in Cumbria or or Northumberland or something like that um, in the middle of nowhere. Aye. No, good stuff. 
that's a plan. That's what we'll we'll hopefully look forward to in twenty twenty one. But getting back into the game, that's what I'm, that's what I'll look forward to. Being able to just step in and pay my five pound or my ten pound, whatever it costs me to get in wherever I'm going, or sometimes well, if I'm working, I'll get in for nothing. But yeah. just being able to get in and then buy a program and get a pie and get a pint on the Bovro and get in the banter. Aye, I even uh, for myself. Uh, just miss the ba- just miss the banter. Aye, um, talking to the random people that helped to run the club, for, for the manager to the secretary to the Joe Blogs that does the the, the, the half time raffle. Um, that's the other things that you miss. Definitely, aye. I found myself the other week. Uh, come on, we're playing Aberdeen. I got myself from Cardiff Pies to try and replicate aye. the experience. But the only thing is, I put I cut the pies too well because usually you have a pie at the football and the arse falls out of it. Exactly. Eat it. It's <laughs> it. <laughs> so aye. I I'm looking at it. This isn't what it's meant to be. <laughs> this is too good. Uh, but I'll, it can only be better. Uh, it can. It can't get any worse. Put it that way. We, we obviously wish everyone a healthy, happy new year. Yeah, exactly. We all do to all, all the listeners and to, to everybody out there, all our, all our fellow podcasters that join us. Exactly. Yeah, and let's hope at the end of 2021, we're talking about what highs and lows. Yeah, I think we'll all be. Exactly. I hope we'll all be. A, a successful Premier League where everybody's fighting, um, which it looks like it's going to be anyway. For the first time in a while, there's two teams obviously capable of winning the league. There's there's three, four, five teams that's going to be in a relegation fight, possibly. Yep. Um the championship looks tight, um top and bottom. But all leagues do, there's there's no yeah. there's no team that's running away with it. Um fingers crossed that the actual pyramid system works. Aye. And we don't Definitely. get we don't get the hullabaloo that happened at the end of because that was one of my main gripes actually that really Aye. got me going. Um it was. The breaking city situation <clears throat> in regards to even the, the the audacity and the sort of pure ignorance of uh, Neil Doncaster not knowing the actual pyramid system the way it worked with regards obviously Kelty Hearts and, and uh, going up and not getting a game against the Highland League champions and then breaking city obviously not getting a chance to play obviously for relegation but just automatically getting voted straight in. Um, so fingers crossed that still works and, and it goes right down the system. Aye, obviously, obviously, obviously this season the, the West of Scotland League is there's well there is actually the proportion. There's no tier set, aye, from tier six to tier five. Yeah, there's a possibility, yeah. so but still, depending on the three system. Yeah, probably will be West, the East, and the South of Scotland. Aye, more yeah. likely that the South of Scotland will probably not compete because I think there's only. Um, I think there's only three Rovers and one other team who have got a licence who might want to actually go up the league yeah. anyway. All the rest of the teams, uh, they don't want to. They're financially no viable for them. They're quite happy staying where they are. Aye, plus strength-wise as well, they're not equipped to compete against the teams from the West, certainly, <laughs> and maybe even the East. Hang on a second, John. But yeah. Um, but we'll finish up for the tonight anyway. Um, it's been good having you on, Donald, again. And we'll look forward to having you on again in the new year. Okay. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year when it comes. Bye. <laughs>